the Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m., and you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. Thank you, Diane, for beginning us in prayer, reminding us uh, why we're here, and reminding us to be intentional about asking God's Spirit to shape us together this morning. I am sure that you all have had probably uh, numerous times in your lives when you felt that, that you had some good news deep inside of you that was just kind of itching to get out. You could almost feel it growing and bubbling and about to burst, and you thought about, oh, I have to share this with someone. I have to share this good news. And so you thought about, who do I want to share it with, and how do I want to share it? I think of just this past Friday when my wife Christy and I closed on our new home here in Berlin, and we thought, well, who are we going to share this with? So we texted all our kids. We wanted them to be the first ones to know. And now I get to share it with you. Uh, it was, it was uh, good news on Friday, and so thank you for those who prayed with us and continue to pray with us and be so generous and supportive in our time of transition. We are one step closer to being fully landed, and we're excited about that. As Christians, as those who have placed our faith in Christ, we know that we have that good news of new life in Christ inside of us. Sometimes we feel like it's, it's kind of burning and bubbling and itching to get out. Or maybe we have a sense that it should feel that way. Because we know that we've been given good news. That's what the word gospel means, good news. The gospel that, that God loves us. That God reaches out to those people he created and, and seeks to have a relationship with them seeks to enter into a, a saving and life-transforming relationship with them through his son, Jesus Christ. And so as, as people of God, connected to God through Christ, we want to share that good news. It's news that, that gives our lives purpose. It's news that propels our mission as a church. And we have expressed and described that mission at Bethany as inviting people to know God inspiring people to follow Jesus, and involving people to serve our neighbors near and far. This is the, the mission and vision statement that over the past several weeks, if you've been with us, we have been diving into. We've seen how this, this vision statement gives us some helpful language, helps us focus our attention as we seek to be people who are faithful in living out the great commission that Jesus gave us. That great commission to go and to make disciples, to baptize and to teach in the name of Jesus. And you may remember that as we began that series together, we started with the first part of that mission statement, saying that we are going to be intentional as a church to be people who are inviting others to know God. Because as a church body, first of all, as individuals, we want to be reminding ourselves and each other that this gift we've been given, this gift we have to be, to be reconciled with God through Jesus Christ, is only because of the grace of God. We have become children of God by the grace of God. We have become citizens of God's kingdom by the grace of God. And so we recognize we've been blessed. We've been given a gift. And we also want to always remember that not everyone around us, not all those whom we encounter throughout the week, have received that gift or responded to the grace of God. They're not yet at that place. 
And so this compels us to think about our response and how as people of, of the word, as people connected to Christ, we can say and do things to begin to share that good news that is bubbling inside of us. And so in all of this, we come face to face with the E word, evangelism, which might sound to you like a scary word, might sound like a daunting task, might sound like something that is better left to the experts, or or at least maybe to someone else. Like maybe there are those who are especially gifted or called or equipped to do that task of evangelism. It's kind of of a fancy word, which maybe in and of itself sounds a little complicated, but it really just means sharing that good news that we have been given. Maybe we like the idea of, of supporting others who can, can go. We think about sending missionaries to go and, and spread the gospel, to share the good news. But if we think about entering that task ourselves, sometimes we feel awkward or ill-equipped. But if we as a church are going to be consistent in inviting people to know God, we recognize that this task of evangelism is both a shared responsibility and a shared joy. And so we're going to be spending the next five weeks together, centering our time, focusing on this part of our mission, this invitational, good news sharing component of our mission together, to help demystify this essential work of of spreading the good news, sharing the gospel, discovering how each of us as Christians can allow this good news inside of us to, to more naturally bubble up and overflow through everyday practices in our lives. I'm really thankful for the work of Make and Deepen Disciples. Make and Deepen Disciples is the evangelism and discipleship ministry area of the Evangelical Covenant Church, the denomination to which we belong. And they have put together uh, an outline and some resources to really help guide and equip us as we think about being more intentional as everyday Christians in this act of sharing the good news. They put together an initiative called BLESS. And the central idea, the premise of BLESS, is that each of us has Christian, as Christians has opportunities throughout a given week to interact with people who don't yet know God through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We have opportunities to bless them, to bless their lives in ways that include sharing the good news about Jesus with them. Now maybe you hear that, and maybe sounds like a bit of a watering down like a bit of a cop-out, like as if it's, we're saying, well, if, if evangelism sounds scary to you, well, just think about blessing somebody. But it's not a cop-out, because blessing has actually always been a part of God's plan to share his love to all the world. If we look at God's first call to Abram, whom he later renamed Abraham, he said to him, I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. And we see that throughout scripture, blessing and the sharing of God's love always go hand in hand. Blessing always has a purpose to communicate and and spread the love of God. Because genuinely blessing someone isn't just being nice to them. Genuinely blessing someone demonstrates God's love to them in a tangible way that points them to God himself. When we genuinely bless someone, they don't just look at us as nice people. They are directed to the giver of every good gift, 
to God himself. BLESS is an acronym representing five everyday practices that will help us make sharing the blessing and the love of God with those around us just more natural, more habitual in our everyday lives. And the B of BLESS stands for begin with prayer. As we consider the possibility of God growing us as a body, of God stretching us as individuals in this area of being better equipped and more ready to share the good news, we want to pause. We want to begin with prayer because we recognize that this process is going to be bigger than any of us. God will call us to do things in our lives that he wants to do through us that are bigger than, than any of us ourselves. And he will call us to rely on him more and more. And so as we begin with prayer, we actually recognize that we are in very good company. Throughout the Gospels, we see Jesus portrayed as a person of prayer. Jesus, God himself, demonstrated and modeled again and again that communication with God, communion with God through prayer was absolutely essential, even for him. We read in Luke chapter six, one of those days, that is the days when Jesus was preaching and teaching and traveling, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also designated apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. So we see here in the gospel that, that Jesus had an important decision, an important task looming ahead of him. He had been traveling, he'd been attracting followers, people who were intrigued by his teaching, people who were astounded by his miracles, people simply captivated by his presence, and the crowds were growing. And he knew that he was at, an, at a season in his ministry when it was time to focus down and prepare to invest heavily in a smaller group of followers, these disciples. And so he had some decisions to make. Who would be these people who would follow him for the next two and a half to three years, learning from him, following in his footsteps? And ahead of decision day, we see that Jesus spent the night in prayer. And so we begin with prayer because Jesus modeled that practice. And because, honestly, the, the alternatives aren't helpful. The first alternative to beginning with prayer, of course, is just not to pray at all. And if we choose not to pray as we consider this, this task and opportunity of sharing God's love with others, well, then we've disconnected ourselves from the very God in whose name we seek to, to serve and to share and to love. Without prayer, we're basically saying, I'm just gonna do this on my own. I'm gonna rely on my own wits and abilities and, and see how I can do. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 5.20 writes that we as Christians are Christ's ambassadors, as though God himself were making his appeal through us. And so just imagine if you were an ambassador sent on a task, sent with a mission to a foreign country, and you just, you just never chose to communicate with your home nation. That's what it would be like for us as Christians to disregard prayer. 
The second alternative to beginning with prayer is to, to close in prayer. Now, this is better than not praying at all because we say, okay, as we come together, as we make decisions, as, as a group within the church, as we think things through as individuals, we want to commit ourselves to God in prayer by closing in prayer. But maybe, like me, you've been a part of a meeting sometime where we have a lot of discussion, a lot of conversation, and then someone says, oh, let's close in prayer. And it's kind of a wake-up call. It's like, oh, yeah, like we've been talking about God's stuff all along. Maybe we should have started with prayer, committing our time to him and asking his spirit to guide us every step of the way. If we only close with prayer, maybe we fall into the trap of, of simply asking God to bless whatever it is we've already come up with on our own. But if we begin with prayer in anything in our lives, then we have an opportunity to submit intentionally, thoughtfully to the work of God's spirit in us and through us. We have an opportunity to remind us that God is with us and that he's going to call us to things that are going to require that we rely on him. If we begin with prayer, we remind ourselves that as scripture says, we are his people. We're the sheep of his hand and as his sheep, we need to listen to the voice of our good shepherd, Jesus Christ. And so if we ask, why should we begin with prayer? Well, first of all, it's because we honestly believe that God hears our prayers. We honestly, honestly believe that when we pray, God listens to us. We begin with prayer not just to get in the right frame of mind, but to speak to God, to share our hearts with him. We believe that as we pour out to God, those people who are on our hearts, on our minds, as we think about, God, God I, just, I wish this person would, would come to know you. I long for them to be in relationship with you through Jesus Christ. We believe that God hears those prayers as we pour out our hearts to him. We believe he hears us as we're honest to him and saying, God, I, I have some misgivings. I have some uncertainties, even some fears about this idea of sharing the good news about Jesus with other people. We believe that God listens as we ask for his guidance and his help in our lives. And we begin with prayer because we believe that not only does he hear our prayers, but that God speaks back. We believe that God responds. We believe that prayer is two-way communication. It's a conversation. We speak to God and we listen to the voice of God. Our prayers are our speech, but also our silence. We pour out our hearts to God, and then we open them up to receive whatever God has for us in response. We know this two-way conversation with our, our creator and savior is, is, a, is essential, because God is calling us to something that is bigger than us. This idea of blessing those around us is bigger than us because we can choose to, to pour into someone's life to bless them, but we know that it's the Holy Spirit who will allow someone to recognize that gift as something other than and bigger than just the kind gesture of someone being nice to them. It takes the Holy Spirit to point to God as the giver of every good gift. It takes the Holy Spirit for us to have courage to begin to turn conversations naturally to naturally and simply to the work of God in our own lives. We believe it takes the work of the Holy Spirit to open the hearts of those around us. We can share our lives, we can share the good news, but it's the Spirit who softens hearts, who prepares 
minds to receive that good word. And so how do we, how do, we do this? How and when do we actually begin with prayer as we begin this journey together over the next few weeks of seeking to bless others? Well, we begin today. We'll have opportunity in this service to begin in a time of prayer together. We pray that God will use this time to stretch us, to teach us, that God will use the week ahead, even this week, to lead us into conversations and opportunities where we might naturally share the work of God in our own lives and a bit of the gospel. And so this morning we'll begin with prayer. And then we can begin each day with prayer. Maybe this is already a personal practice of yours. Maybe you're in the habit already of spending time in prayer with God each day. But as we begin each day, we can first of all thank him for his blessings to us and then ask him to show us how he would like us to be a blessing to someone else in the day ahead, asking to have opportunities to share his love as a blessing to others, asking God to place on our hearts whatever and whoever is on his heart. And then finally, we can begin with prayer as we enter into conversations in any given day. It only takes a moment to pray. If we see someone coming toward us, if we know we're about to have a conversation, it actually takes just about five seconds to say, Father, I want to be alert to what you have for me in this conversation. It takes about five seconds to say, Holy Spirit, would you allow me to be a blessing through this encounter I'm about to have? To pray, Jesus, would you help me to share your love with this person I'm about to speak with? Prayer doesn't need to take a lot of time. As we begin to interact with our family members, our colleagues, our, our classmates, our coworkers, we can even be praying as we're in conversation with them as well. So maybe this sounds good to you. Maybe you say, you know, I really want to do that. I want to spend some time in prayer. I want to be intentional about those encounters in the week ahead. But maybe like me, you would realize as you come to the end of any given day or maybe the week, you'd be at a place of saying, oh yeah, I was gonna try that, but then I forgot. We do that. It's easy to make, to make a, a, a commitment or to have an idea on Sunday morning and then the week is upon us and we find ourselves already having moved on. And so this morning, we want to make available to you a resource that will simply provide some prompts, some reminders, some resourcing uh, throughout your week to remind all of us together to be people who begin with prayer, begin our day with prayer, begin this journey together with prayer, asking God to guide us. On your phone, you'll have an opportunity this morning uh, or anytime during this week to log on to this Remind app. Some of you might be familiar with this. Parents, maybe some of your uh, schools use this. I know Pastor Ali uses this with our youth already. It's a great way to simply be reminded and prompted throughout the week to do those things uh, that on Sunday morning you had hoped to, to make part of your schedule. And so maybe uh, on a given morning this week, you'll be reminded to begin your day with prayer, with a time of thanks for God's blessing to you. Maybe you'll be reminded in the middle of the day to use the next conversation as, a, as an opportunity to somehow share the love of God. And so you'll be given, uh, those of you who choose, you'll have some uh, printed instructions on the way out this morning. You can sign up to receive this on your phone. You can do it on your computer. 
And those joining online, we also have a link uh, to this app on the sermon page as well. Earlier this morning, we got to listen in as Jesus prayed for his disciples. And we find that in this prayer, he prays for us as well. Jesus prayed to his Father, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. And I just want to pay, point out that last phrase, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. There's a purpose in our lives. There's a purpose that Jesus is praying for us. A purpose that he has us placed in this place in this time. Jesus invites us to continue the work that he and his disciples did. Jesus invites us to, to join in the work that God's already doing all around us. God is at work calling people to himself. He desires that we would know the joy of joining him in that mission. Joining the work of his spirit. Joining with brothers and sisters in the church as we proclaim the good news that God has called us to. And so this morning, let us begin together in prayer. Please pray with me. Loving Father, we thank you that you sent your son Jesus into the world so that we might be saved. We thank you for loving us enough to do that. We thank you for the forgiveness and grace that you've given us through Christ and the new life that you have blessed us with in him. And now, Lord, we ask that you would make us a blessing to those around us, to those who don't yet know you, so that our very lives would be an invitation for the people around us to experience your love in tangible ways, to hear the gospel proclaimed through words and through actions. As we begin this journey with prayer, hear us now as we pour out our hearts to you. Speak to us as we listen in this time of silence. Father, as we continue in silent prayer, would you bring to our hearts the names, the faces of those whom you desire to call to yourself?
Thank you, Father, for hearing us and speaking to us this morning. Lord, as we go from this place, would you keep us as people of prayer? Keep us faithful in reaching out to you to share what's on our hearts and to listen to your heartbeat. Send us from this place today as those who have been blessed with the purpose of blessing those around us. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.